Tuesday. Okay, we missed a couple days. I'm aware. Shame on me. We missed a couple of days. Some stuff was going on. And yesterday, I mean, here's what happened, man. Here's the deal, okay? I go up for a run. Sundays, I do my long run, which is normally 15 kilometers, apparently. And, dude, I don't know what happened. I started going. I started running. And I got this thing in my head. And I was like, should we do 15? Or should we do a marathon? <laughs> dude, I don't know. How insane is that? I couldn't get it out of my head, though, dude. I start running, and I was like, should we do 15? Or we just do a marathon? And for anyone who doesn't know, the difference between 15 kilometers and a marathon is, what is that, 27 kilometers? It's A marathon's 42. I don't know what in my mind. I must have had my Wheaties. But I said, all right, let's do it. So I stopped watching. I stopped watching the distance on my watch, and I just start going. And I say, we're just going to go for the marathon. I'd never done one before. By the way, it was minus 35 degrees outside. So when I first started my run, I didn't have a balaclava, which commonly gets mistaken for baklava, which is a dry Italian dessert that I'm not a huge fan of. No disrespect. Overrated. Baklava. But balaclava is that thing you put over your face if you're skiing, running, or going to rob a bank, or all three. And I didn't have one. And dude, my face was like, I, I was running for one minute. And I'm like, oh, my mouth is going to fall off. Oh, my nose is going to fall off. So I had to pop in, buy this balaclava, stick that on my noggin. And then it has this little breathable hole. And I go, oh, that's great. It's mesh, but it has a little hole so you can breathe through it. So you can cover your whole face and breathe through this little. No, I don't care how breathable fabric is. It works for 10 seconds because then all the condensation from my breath froze and I was, I almost drowned, dude. I almost drowned running and I don't want to be in that group in heaven. I honestly think when you die, you go into the groups of how it happened. And I don't want to be in the group of two other people who drowned running, right? One guy had his mouth open in the rain and drowned running. And now I got to sit here with these two momos. (laughs) So anyway, I just pull it down and, uh, I got my mouth out anyway. And dude, I don't know what happened. I just kept going. I kept going. I kept going. And then, um, I remember I was like, don't look at the, don't look at the distance on my watch. Just don't look. Cause as soon as I look, as soon as I look, then I'm going to be thinking about it. Just keep going, keep going. And so I picked a spot where I'm like, Hey, that's the spot where I'll check the distance. And dude, I felt like I ran forever. I just felt I, at one point I couldn't even remember not running. It was so long. It was like two and a half hours just running. And I finally looked down at my watch and I was at 29 kilometers and dude, it suddenly hit me. I'm like, Oh my God, I have to do 13 more. And at this point I'm already doing the hobble step. It already looks like I have diarrhea (laughs) because I can barely even hobble. And so anyway, I did seven more and that was the absolute limit of what my body could take. I couldn't even, you know, those, you ever seen the videos of like those ultra marathons where the people are like crawling and rolling over the, the end line or whatever. I guess someone called that the finish. I call it the end line. Jeez. That's how I was like, I was like, I can't even move anymore. And so, uh, yeah, I was still proud of the run. It was huge. And boy, oh boy, was that a big mistake because today I can't even move. I literally, I'm getting Jen to wheel me around the house in my computer chair. I can't move. My legs are done. 
I don't think I'm going to ever run again. I, I went for 5K today. It took me 45 minutes. Can't even move. Brutal. And it really made me realize, though, dude, it's a long distance. Like, I did not, you know, you hear people like, I'm going to run a marathon, all that type of stuff. And it's hard to conceptualize. That is a fucking, look at that, I almost swore it so long. And then you got those psychos, like David Goggins, who are doing 100 kilometers. What are we talking about? Dude, I really got an appreciation for, like, how truly insane that is. And maybe that's part of the reason I ended up going so long was because I'm reading Goggins' book, and it just gets you fired up. If you guys haven't read David Goggins' Can't Hurt Me, it'll get you fired up. This guy is, like, taping his legs when there's fractures and he's still running. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, I'm out there and my hips hurt, and I'm like, I quit. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a big day. And then when I got home, I'm like, dude, I cannot, I cannot record. I couldn't even think. I actually treated myself to a Dr. Pepper. I haven't had a legitimate, like, real sodi pop in a long time. I've had the diet pops. That's fun. But, like a, like, a full bottle, and I crushed a bottle of Dr. Pepper yesterday, and it felt good. Tons of nightmares. Had a lot of nightmares after it, but it felt good. So that was the reason. That's the reason I'm behind, and today um, we're catching up because what else can I do? I can't walk, so I might as well be out here broadcasting to the people. And what I want to say is we started watching the craziest series, Wild Wild Country. Hold on. Let me double check that. Yeah, it's called that. I almost thought it was Wild Wild West. But that would mean Will Smith would be in there and get royalties. Dude, Wild Wild Country, this is the most... I don't know how I didn't hear about this till now. The documentary. And I also don't know how I didn't hear about the what's happened in this documentary. It seems like this should be common knowledge. Like it, This seems so big that everyone should know about this stuff. And maybe I've been living in a bubble, but it is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I'm not going to spoil anything here, but let me just say that it's, it's basically, it looks like a cult. Now, they're going to say they're not, but, but every cult. Is there any cult that just says we're a cult? That's a good question. It feels like every cult is like, not us, all the other guys. We're not one. Yeah, we all shave our heads and we wear the exact same outfit. And we've got one supreme leader that we can't question. But we're not that. So this is like, okay, out of respect, we'll say they may they may or may not be a cult, okay? They look like it. They all wear the same color. It's But it's kind of an interesting color. It's not like yellow or gray. It's very, it's like a burgundy, which I thought was a smart choice because it's such a non-mainstream color that they own that. Burgundy? That's like in the middle of two colors. That's the middle of purple and brown. So smart. You're not going to run into another burgundy cult. That's got to be the hardest part. When you're starting a cult, you got to think like, ugh, what's our colors, right? Red, taken. Blue, it's been done. Yellow, gross. Stains all over that. White is a good one, but the leader has to wear white to show he's holy, right? So anyway, this guy goes with burgundy. And it's this group of people that just keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And they start in India. And it's basically all these just rich kids from North America flying over trying to find themselves. Right? We all know those people. 
those people who somehow have to go around the earth to find themselves. What? That's a rich activity. To have enough money to just go, you know what? I'm just going to bounce on a international vacation. And the only purpose, I'm not there doing science. I'm not collecting fossils for research. I'm just going for my, that's the one, just to find myself. And it's always in really nice locations. You ever notice that? It's always like, you know what? I think myself might be in Bali. <laughs> I think myself might be in Spain. Hey, maybe yourself that you need to find is in Antarctica. You ever think about that? Yeah, maybe that's your frozen self. Nope. Everyone who needs to find themselves, somehow it's always near a beach at a real nice resort. So anyway, this is a whole clan of people and it just keeps growing and growing. And they do, they build like their own city. They all wear burgundy and there's this one guy and it's the main guy. It's this Indian guy and he has these like dreamy eyes. You kind of get it. Like he talks for a bit and then at one point he just stops talking and he holds his hands together like that whole, you know, when you push them together like an angel and he just does that. And dude, people are like crying when they see this guy. People are like freaking out, but he does have dreamy eyes. I kind of, I started falling for it. Like they don't play a lot of what he says, but they play one little snippet of a speech and I'm like, that's a good speech. With the eyes, I'm like, dude, I might have joined this thing. And the weird part is, he's got a pair, he's got Rolls Royces. What? Yeah, he's got like the biggest private collection of Rolls Royces. That's the only way he's going to roll around. Makes sense. He's telling everyone, it's not about material. It's about you. Find your... Be. He always says, I was asleep, now I'm awake. And you know what he did when he got awake? He bought a Rolls Royce. Dude, I kind of like it, to be honest. I kind of like it. The guy just balls out, and they're so rich. So they got money pouring in. They got all these, like, rich, you know, yeah, white kids coming over from North America, hopping in this cult in India. And anyway, eventually they actually buy a place in the U.S., and they set up a whole city. And that's where we're at right now. And you can tell it seems so innocent at first. But it's one of those where you're like, this is about to turn at any point. And we're at the point now where it's starting to take a negative turn. And it's starting, you're starting to see things unravel. But I think we're just scraping the surface at this point. It looks like things are about to go real haywire. So I highly recommend it. Wild, wild country. And it's such a strange thing because all of these cult things seem to happen around the same time. Like Jonestown, right? What was that? 70s. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Remember that one? And then they got this guy around the same time. There's something about the 70s where you could just, you know, if you had the right look and a megaphone and you just kind of said stuff with conviction, right? You're like, I want to wake y'all up. I want everyone here to pledge to the alien spacecraft to show us the way. You could, if you said that on the street corner in the seventies, immediately six people would start following you. <laughs> That's how easy it was to start a cult. This guy's so crazy. I'm just looking at pictures of him now. 
Anyway, I highly recommend that stuff. That's crazy. I always get fascinated with like that with with groupthink, right? You just get enough people together. And what's interesting about this cult, by the way, is they have like they have professionals. It's really interesting because all the other cults that you see are kind of for like lost people and just kind of taking advantage of people who are down and out. And this one's a little bit different because this one has, dude, they have their own lawyers. They have city planners. They like, they built their own dam. They're pouring concrete. They built a whole city just with cult members. So on paper, it seems kind of, it seems good, but I don't know. Then you start seeing guns and stuff show up. I don't know, bro. God, that stuff just never ends good. Has there ever been one successful cult? And I know you guys are saying like, oh, the religions are cult, but I'm talking like a, like a current one. You know what though? I guess Scientology, hey? Dude, they're so successful. They're killing it. And you know what it is? It's because they got Tom Cruise. Maybe that's what it is. You got to get that celebrity endorsement. And maybe that's the key to the whole thing. Apparently, a lot of actresses and actors are Scientologists. And I guess it helps your career. Jesus. Imagine getting into an industry where they tell you you have to join a cult if you want to move up, right? Dude, imagine like becoming a plumber and your first day on the job, they're like, hey, bro, you part of the plum nigh? And you're like, what? Yeah, the plum nigh. We meet every weekend. We got our own chapel. We bring our tools. We light them on fire. We pray to the toilet god. You'd be like, this is batshit crazy. But entertainment's a whole different ball game, I guess. I don't know. It, it makes you wonder, too. It's easy to judge these people who go into cults as, like, you know, easily tricked. And then you're like, but could I? Could I be tricked? I mean, for me, I honestly think if you had enough pizza and stuff, I might be able to, you might be able to get me. Right? You just say, hey, Todd, we got pizza, brownies every day. I'd be like, yeah, but what do you believe? They're like, nah, don't worry. You know, we sacrifice a baby every Sunday, but we look at all these snacks. I'd be like, oh, the baby thing's kind of messed up, but they got all my favorite foods. I could hang out for a bit. Just a bit. What arms are going to do? So, highly recommend. Mucho highly. And now today too, just because life never sits still, you know, you find, you think you find a cozy place. You think you're cruising, cruising, cruising. You think you're cruising along nice and comfortable. And then guess what? We get a call today from a realtor. We're going, we don't, we don't have a realtor. What is this? And he goes, Hey, uh, I know this is not ideal time. The owner to sell your house while you're still living there. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. So now I think they're selling. Now again, we're renting this townhouse. And now I think they're selling it. So we got to figure out what we're going to do with that. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think we're getting kicked out of here. We didn't even make it a year in here. I guess that's one of the risks of renting. Have you guys ever had that? That you're renting a place and it gets sold? Are we just unlucky? Or is this normal? We didn't even get a year in here. And they're trying to offload it. So now, oh my God, now I think we're going to have to have like showings while we're here. Ugh. All I can think of is that, that stepbrothers scene where remember they're trying to sell the house and they don't want it sold. So they dress up like KKK and stuff next door and they do all that type of stuff. That's all I can think. 
is like to put stuff up in here that no one wants to buy it. <laughs> That's all I can think to do. Or just hints, like be like, yeah, it's fucking a lot of ghost sounds here at night. I don't know, man. But yeah, yeah, look around, take a peek, right? Maybe put a little blood stain on the carpet in the shape of a human. Put a little cage with a chicken upstairs. So people think that I'm actively ranching up here. I don't know. I don't know. What a pain in the ass, man. Ugh, we just did a move. I'm not even like opposed to going to a new spot, but I think about, you know what it is? I looked at our kitchen table today and I thought about having to lift that thing again. And I said, I can't even think about this right now. I can't even do it because I realized it's going to be lifting everything all over again. The kitchen table is literally, I would say, three to 4,000 pounds. When we put that thing down, I said, this stays here forever. We're never moving this thing. And then knock, knock. Knock, knock. A couple months later, we're going to sell it. God. Or maybe, maybe I'll like it. Maybe this is a nice way to meet people. Get people walking through the house while I'm working. Maybe we'll try to get some of the people um, who are seeing the house to hop on the podcast. Maybe this could be a home buyer's theme podcast for a bit. I'll just interview everyone that comes in. They'll ask what the hell this is. Why I'm recording up here. And I'll say, none of your biz. This is for nesting around. What do you think about the house? You want to buy it? Or maybe, maybe what I can do is become a squatter. Just squat, dude. I don't even know what the laws are with that, but it seems like you can literally get away with it. Almost anywhere. I've actually heard that too. Apparently, it's really difficult to evict people. And have you ever seen that? I think there was a show dedicated to that, like squatters. Apparently, dude, I swear to God, there was one episode one time where some lady left her house to get groceries and then some guy just came in and claimed her house and she couldn't even get him out. Like she couldn't legally evict him. <laughs> Maybe that's all I got to do. I'm going to find another, another house on this street. And as soon as they leave, I'm going to run inside and just say, this is my house now. Put them through the legal process. Try to get me out. And then they can come live in here. Does that seem that seems like the mature and adult way to handle this, right? Ah! I never want to move again. Maybe we'll just do um maybe we'll just get one of those micro homes. You know what? I'm at the point where I think we should just get a big boat and put it on the back of a truck and just drive that shit around. And then one of us can live in the boat while the other one drives, and then we switch it up. And then like every day is an adventure. It feels like you're in a very calm ocean. And if someone gets pissed, we just move the boat. That might be the dumbest idea I've ever had in my life, to be honest. I don't know, man. I'm scrambling right now. I'm stressed. We're getting kicked out. I'm going to have to start doing this podcast from on the street. Ugh. Behind a gas station. And then how am I going to start my cult? See? See how I bring it full circle? I'm thinking about it. I'm going to think about... If I had a cult, what our rules would be. And let's talk about that tomorrow. I'll put together a list of cult rules that I would implement. And let's talk about, I can already tell you one. I'm going to tell you one right off the bat. All right. This is the number one. Oh my God. If I had a cult, this is my number one rule. Is you cannot eat loud. <laughs> you can't eat loud. If you open your mouth, you're chewing, 
If I hear, we put microphones near everyone's mouth, and if I can hear you chewing, you're out of the cult. Or you're in, but we we um, we discipline you. Nothing too crazy. We just burn your eyes or something. Nothing too hard. All you're doing is making eating sounds, but we burn your eyes. <laughs> it's my number one pet peeve. That's the best part about when you lead a cult, you can make the rules just your pet peeves. That would be number one. Num- okay, so number one, no chewing out loud. You're a loud eater. You're out of the cult or you get punished. Number two, no blowing your nose. I've said this before. No Kleenex. I don't want to see that stuff around. No Kleenex. You don't have to blow it. You su- you suck it in. <laughs> oh, and three, this would be my other rule with my cult, is you have to load the dishwasher in a logical way that doesn't make me furious. So everyone in the cult gets a dishwasher. And it's just a standalone dishwasher. It's not even connected to anything. But every day, as our cult worship, we all practice loading it. And I come and inspect the, how it's been loaded. And it has to make me not furious when I see it. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh my God, I might have to start one. A world where no one's allowed to eat loud. No one blows their nose. You have to load the dishwasher sensibly. Oh, that's my dream come true. I'm starting to get what this is all about. All right, I'm going to watch another episode tonight. I'll keep you guys posted. This shit's getting crazy on this series. And I'm going to put together some more ideas for my own cult. I'm going to let you know what color I decide tonight, too. I'm dreaming big here. Let's start one. And I hope you guys have a fantastic... What is it today? Tuesday? Let's talk more cult stuff tomorrow. See you on Wednesday. Bye-bye.